Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Happy Monday. I know Mondays are not generally happy, but let's let's try and pretend just this once. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. As always, I am your host, Jay Foster. Just because the Blue Jackets aren't in the playoffs doesn't mean we can't talk about ex-Blue Jackets in the playoffs. Uh, the game one between Montreal and Toronto, Nick Foligno uh, managed to do something just incredibly, incredibly stupid, uh, and I ended up hopping on a um, locker room about it with with JD Hernandez of Locked On Ducks. So uh, we're going to talk about that today, and uh, I also sat down with. John Chick of Locked On Rangers to talk a little bit about Tortorella, a little bit about John Davidson, uh, and a little bit of a little bit of everything else as well. So uh, we'll start off with my chat with Jason about Nick Foligno's decision to fight Corey Perry. Uh, I do want to warn people there is a little bit of uh, swearing in this section. I got a little bit heated, and I try not to swear on this podcast normally, but I just wanted to let you guys know in case you listen with kids in the room or whatever uh i do say a couple of uh not family friendly words in this one but we'll we'll get right into it okay let's talk about what happened in toronto oh man just a what the fuck was that like not the hit itself like the hit no itself nick felino bullshit nick felino's bullshit i was yeah, so I mad i'm not a fan of what nick felino did to be honest i don't like that he pretty much had that. i mean I called it out on the bullshit meter You know, that quote. I'm going to read the quote out just because I think it warrants me having to read it because that's how, like, okay. So apparently Nick said, let's settle it now. I know it's an accident. He's our captain. Yeah. If he knows it's an accident, why did he go at him like that? Yeah, like, you wouldn't... Okay, so here's the thing. If, for example, um... Someone gets hit in the face with a puck, goes down yeah. hard. Would you threaten to fight the guy that shot the puck? No. Like, it's bullshit. It made me so mad. And, like, I I can see Nick Foligno's, like, logic. I can see his, his thought processes. Like, that's kind of how he plays. And I can see him wanting to, like, fire the guys up and, like, put it behind them, I guess. But, yeah, sure. just bullshit, boneheaded, hockey code nonsense. Like, for me, it just made like, me so, so stupid. Here's the way I see it. If there's nothing to settle, then why go after him? Why, yeah, exactly. It's, why, it's, why the, it's the principle that? of the thing. It's the code. It's bullshit. It was, but there, so like, he knows it's an accident, so there's nothing to settle. So, like, lizard brain works in some spots. You know, like, the Tom Wilson thing, I went totally lizard brain on that one. I agree. I agreed with the fighting there. Right. As did everyone else. But what Nick Foligno did, that's such BS. 
it's yeah it's i don't know it's like and like i say like i'm a big i'm a big fan of Lufalino. i think he's a really good guy but this was this was not it like well i mean it wasn't it i mean it's obviously not settled because of what felino did they might go after him I game. would not be surprised if this escalates and escalates. Yeah, so uh, Justin just asked, did he go after Perry? Yeah, uh, he went after Corey Perry, even though Corey Perry said right away it was an accident. He tried. Yeah, so here's what happened. Um, oh, gosh, it sucks. John Tavares took a hit, like a normal hit. As he was going down, Corey Perry tried to avoid hitting him. Like, he knew there was a collision coming. He jumped to try to avoid the hit and still managed to get him. Yeah, you saw the Perry clip. So Perry, as he was, as Felino, or no, sorry, not Felino, as Tavares was being stretched off the ice, Tavares gave a thumbs up, and Corey Perry went right up to him on the stretcher, said he was sorry, said it was an accident, he didn't mean it. That was a classy move by Corey Perry. I know, imagine that, right? I can't believe that this whole thing is making me defend Corey Perry as well. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a good person. I don't deserve to have to defend Corey Perry. But how do you how do you think Laura feels? Oh, Laura feels not good. <laughs> She's like, I have I was... to defend Corey. Right. Like, I I will defend Corey Perry. Like, even though he's had some questionable calls against him in the past. He still manages to try to do what's right. And I, and I, like, he's not a supremely dirty player. He's a, not a rap player either, but he's one of those that will get under your skin. And I completely understand that. But Corey Perry is not inherently a horrible guy, if you know what I mean. Right. So, yeah, don't go after him like that. Such BS. No, like if, uh, in fairness, if it had been like a deliberate thing, if he'd you know gone straight for the numbers and bashed his head off the off the dasher, then sure, yeah, go for him. But like you could see that Perry was shaken up. You could see that he was you know clearly pretty bothered by what happened. And oh, absolutely. Like, just the whole thing is the whole thing is a mess. Like I've I've, I've spent a bunch of a bunch of that game like thinking about it and thinking about like what Felino's thought processes might have been and like I just I, I don't really know how or why he reached that thought process that he did. And they talked about it in intermission. I don't know which broadcast you were watching, but the Spurs Sportsnet broadcast had um... I was watching that one because it's NHL TV. Right, so um, they talked about it there, and I think it was it. Kevin Bieksa said, "You know, Perry didn't didn't want to fight. Perry shouldn't have had to fight, but he kind of. I think he um, he accepted the fight because if not now, then when? You know, exactly. if if he doesn't fight Felino, then he's going to have Bogosian coming for him. He's going to have Wayne Simmons go coming for him. He's going to have Joe Thornton coming for him. Come over just a minute. I've got a little bit more of my conversation with JD. But first, I've got to tell you about Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. 
And, you know, I, I am a big fan of doing basically nothing and getting rewarded for it. So with Credit Karma, I can do that. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. You just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. So open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There is no minimum balance requirements, there's no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money progress starts here. So right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Once again, that is creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I've also got to tell you about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, we have a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Lucy has been researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. They've got a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three incredible flavors. They've got wintergreen, they've got cinnamon, and they've got pomegranate. They also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three other flavors. They've got cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you could use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products could be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's super simple, and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy will deliver to you. Lockdown NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum and lozenges. That is lucy.co and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL at checkout. I also have to give this disclaimer that this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Once again, that is L-U-C-Y dot C-O and make sure you use that promo code locked on NHL. Yeah, I kind of, I have, I have a, um, not oh, a lot, but I have, I have some respect for Corey Perry in like standing up and saying, yeah, okay, if you want to fight me, then, then fight me. You know, if, if it'll make you feel better, then let's get it out of the way. I, I think Justin is right on the money. Perry, Perry was probably more shaken up being he was the one who made the contact with JT. Right. I, and like I they're, fr- they're friends as well. Like they're... Yeah. So it's it's horrible. Like even if you don't like someone, like that feeling of knowing that you're the person that sent someone to hospital, like it's it's bad. And if it's your friend, then it's even worse, you know? So... I feel yeah, yeah, I feel bad for, for Perry and the whole the whole thing. Yeah, like the Felino thing, it was it was I hate to use this word, but it was kinda classless. Yeah. It was it was just stupid. Like and it it I don't know, I I keep saying bullshit and if you if you do end up using any of this for your episode you are gonna have to beat bleep me out a lot, but it just yeah, it just it just made me mad. Like Felino is better than that, you know. Like he, I, I lost some respect for him after this. I think. So did I. I lost a little bit of respect. Seeing all the defenders that are Leafs fans, it's kind of maddening. 
Yeah, that was that was like I didn't. To be fair, I didn't see too much defending of um, Felino. I saw some, but I didn't see as much as I thought. I, I saw would. some. I'm trying to get an update too, as to like Perry wants an update. Um, I just got this from Elliot Friedman. Um, apparently, Severus is conscious and communicating well. Will remain in hospital overnight. So that's what we know. Yeah, I I assume that the dude is like concussed to to hack him back. Um, oh yeah, but. Like the way his the way his head snapped backwards when he took the knee, like that could have broken his neck. And then the the way uh, he that's like, what, crumpled that's afterwards. What, that's what got to me too. The way he crumpled. That was that was the scary thing when he like he tried like, to get up and then just like just fell backwards. Like it was awful. Like I've and I've seen like bad hockey injuries before. But that one I've, that, I've seen that, that bothered in me. Football, I've seen it happen in soccer, hockey. Because I work multiple sports, I, I've seen this right. kind of injury, unfortunately, too often. But those are accidents that happen because it's a fast-paced sport. Yeah, and like that—that's that's what it was as well. Like I have absolutely a lot of people were like, "Well, if there's even ten percent chance that Perry did that on purpose," like Perry's kind of plays on the edge. She's kind of a shithead sometimes. I don't think he's malicious. You know, I don't think he, I don't think he goes out there and tries to maim people the way certain unnamed uh certain unnamed play other players do. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 again, he's he's not going to be like, "Oh, hey, there's John Tavares. I'm going to try and take his head off." You know, it was it was a genuine accident and right. It's dumb to be like, well, you know, why would we give Corey Perry the benefit of the doubt? Look at his past. Look at his history. Like, God. Um, I I agree, Justin. I hope he doesn't have a brain bleed tonight. What, based on the kind of hit, I would think it's a concussion and probably not a brain bleed because he is communicating, which tells me that it could be a concussion and whiplash. Yeah. And it, it looked like he'd like cut his head as well. So yeah, like it looked like the visor had rammed into the bridge of his nose. So like maybe maybe a broken nose on top of that. But yeah, it's. But if if he's thinking about playing the rest of this series, no, I don't he, think he... they're not. They're not going to. I think if There's... if he he's going to try to because again hockey, but if. The team doctors or Kyle Dubas or, you know, anyone has any kind of say in that, they should shut him down. Maybe, like, definitely for this series. Maybe for the next one, if if they get that far, you know? That's the, like, now what does it do for the rest of the series? We forgot to think about that. What does it do for the Habs and the Leafs? How is this going to go down in the series? Does this give the advantage to Montreal? I say yes. Oh, 100%. I, as soon as that happened, I was like, right, Montreal's going to win this game. Yeah. Because you could see, like, the 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 Leafs were, were bothered. The Leafs were shaken up. Like, they were emotional. And when you see someone go down like that, I think there's there's a lot of, like, yeah, we're going to win it for, we're going to win it for Johnny. We're going to win it for JT. But it's, sometimes it just doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're you're shaken up. And, like, it's, 
it feels kind of shitty to be like, well, Montreal took advantage of that because what is Montreal supposed to do? Just like let them win because because their captain got injured. But yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately, you know. And so you know, I I, I don't begrudge Montreal like going out there and winning this game because at the end of the day, like it's. It, this is still their job, you know, and it's a horrible accident, but it, they shouldn't have to give up the win for it. And so... Yeah, it is still the playoffs. <laughs> it is still a competitive... Coming up in just a minute, I've got some conversation with John Chick of Lockdown Rangers about the return of John Davidson to Columbus. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. You know it, I know it. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. Comes in nine delicious flavors. Plus, you know, they've got limited flavors all the time. Just recently, they had a white chocolate birthday cake flavor that I have not personally tried, but a lot of my colleagues here at the Lockdown Podcast Network swear by it. They think it's amazing. So keep your eye out for that. The website, I feel like every other day they have a new fun flavor, but their regular flavors are just as good, you know, and there's something for everyone. There's coconut, there's cherry, there's mint brownie, there's double chocolate, there's salted caramel. I'm a big fan of the mint brownie. I love that chocolate mint combination. Uh, and Bill Bar just does it better than better than anywhere else. And not only are they the best tasting protein bar, but they are good for you as well. Almost all of the flavors only have they have 17 grams of protein. They've got 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams net carbs. That makes them perfect for a keto diet. Whether you are the kind of guy that goes to the gym and needs just an extra hit of protein in their diet, or if like me you just want to put something in your mouth that is not really, really bad for you. And here's the best bit. If you go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Blue Jacket fans. we got a special crossover episode for you guys today. This is John Chick of Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Jay Forrester of Locked On Blue Jackets. Jay, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing okay. It is uh, pouring rain here, so I hope the weather's a little bit better for you. But Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice over here today. No complaints. Obviously, I think we'd both be having a little bit more fun if our teams were in the playoffs right now. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, obviously John Davidson recently fired the Rangers basically clean house. J.D. gets fired. Uh, Jeff Gorton gets fired. David Quinn gets fired. But J.D. goes right back to the Columbus Blue Jackets where he previously was. Uh, what were your thoughts there? Were you excited to hear that, uh, you know, J.D. was coming back to Columbus? Um, I I was kind of neutral on it at first, I think. Um, I wasn't surprised. I figured that was probably what's going to happen. Um, I I don't really have any problems with, with John Davidson, like, as as it stands in terms of, like, what he did when he was in Columbus. I thought, you know... Clearly, he's a guy that's got a lot of respect around the league. Guys seem to really like him. Um, I think it'll take some of the pressure off of Yama Kekalainen in terms of having, you know, he's got a lot of things to juggle because he was he was doing the uh, John Davidson's job and GMing at the same time. So I think it, it'll be good in terms of, like, taking a little bit of pressure off. Um, I'm not super enthused with the way some of the things were handled in in New York, um, obviously all these reports coming out of how um, he, he and um, the Rangers GM were apparently trying to put as much distance between them and that statement that the Rangers put out about George Paros as possible, which kind of didn't sit right with me. But like like I said, I didn't have any problems with, with John Davidson when, 
when he was with Columbus, I don't know that we'll hear a lot from him now that he's back with Columbus in terms of like like as a as a fan, as someone who covers the team, I think you will get a lot more from the coach and the GM than we will from from John Davidson. So Yeah, that whole thing was really kind of strange because when the statement was released by the Rangers, I think, you know, and then of course those two get fired, I think it was the very next day at Gordon and JD. And you're kind of thinking like, oh, shoot, did they put out that statement and that caused them to be fired? And then you find out that it was almost kind of the opposite, that they tried to kind of distance themselves from uh, from that statement. And lo and behold, they're gone. And, and J.D., just like that, you blink your eyes and, uh, you know, he's back with Columbus. But, you know, speaking of somebody with a history of both with Columbus and with the Rangers, uh, John Tortorella, I mean, we could probably talk about him for the entire episode. He gives you no shortage of things to talk about. But um, just your thoughts on his tenure as the Blue Jackets head coach, I believe six years with the team and, um, you know, had them in the playoffs for four straight years. But obviously you guys miss it this year. So, yeah, I mean, just any thoughts on the firing of John Tortorella? I mean, was this kind of inevitable that he was going to be let go? I know they kind of framed it as, you know, a mutual parting, but for all intents and purposes, he was basically fired. Yeah, it, it was very much like a, a, we've mutually agreed to part ways. But I think I've been saying kind of what that means is that Yamakakaina has like, basically changed all the locks while John Tortorella was out and then has turned all the lights off when he's come home and pretended not to be there. Um, <laughs> is kind of, is kind of how I, how I've been thinking of it. Yeah. I, I've been like a, a very kind of pro Tortorella guy for most of his tenure in Columbus. I wasn't super happy when we hired him. I don't think um, many people were, I think a lot of people still had that kind of image in their head of the guy that coached in Vancouver and, yeah. As we kind of got used to him, we realized, okay, he's not not that guy anymore. He kind of he took a year out. I think it's pretty obvious that he's, you know, dealt with a lot of his anger issues, gone to anger management, gone to therapy, whatever. Um, he was he was a, a very different coach to what I was expecting. Um, and yeah, he kind of he put some respect on the Blue Jackets name, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we were we were a joke and then we made the playoffs four straight years with him. Obviously, this season was kind of a bit of a downer, but like you, you I mean, you, John Tortorella was was with the Rangers for for a long time. You know, you know what what kind of coach he is. You know, you know, guys will run through a wall for John Tortorella. Yeah, he basically gives them no choice because if they don't run through a wall, they're going to be finding their their way onto the bench or you know being a healthy scratch or whatever it might be. But you know, it's kind of interesting because there's all these rumors now. Of course, both of our teams are looking for a new head coach. And, um, you know, Ranger fans seem to be kind of divided on Tortorella. There's some people that would seemingly like to welcome him back. And there's other people who want to go in a different direction. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole situation is just pretty crazy. I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Blue Jackets as far as uh, their head coaching search. I mean, is there anybody that you would like to see them bring in? Or have you heard that they're leaning one way or another? I mean, just, just any thoughts on who the Blue Jackets' next head coach could be? Uh, yeah, I kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting people. I keep, I keep getting asked that a lot of like, so who do you, who do you think is going to be the head coach? What, what rumors have you heard? Who do you think it's going to be? And those are all kind of, I think it's three, three very different answers. Um, there's a lot of talk about, um, Gerard Gallant coming yeah. back to Columbus, which I wouldn't hate, but, and again, I've kind of, I've talked about this at length on my podcast. I'm tired of just the same 35 guys being passed around the league you know I think we need we need someone new you know New York did it a few years ago with David Quinn you know obviously it didn't work out but at the time I was like oh this is this is such a great hire you know he's coming from uh, 
a championship background with um his NCAA career. It's it was it was someone new, and that's kind of that's what I'm hoping for. Either someone from uh, an NCAA coach, or um, with Jarmo Kekalainen being the only European GM in the league, I wouldn't be surprised if he has his eye on um, someone Finnish or um, there was a, a Swedish guy's name being thrown around, and I can't remember his name at the minute. But there's this kind of two guys that people are thinking in terms of in terms of European coaches, and I wouldn't hate either of them. Um, a couple of people seem to be trying to manifest Mike Babcock to the Blue Jackets, and like if that happens, I do think I will just walk into the ocean and never come back. Like, <laughs> I want That's the opposite of what I want, you know? And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow I will have more of my conversation with Locked On Rangers host John Chick about Tortorella, about the playoffs, about a little bit of everything. Once you're done here, make sure you go listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Today, Locked On Today is talking about the Knicks being stunned and Father Time lost at the PGA Championship. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I have been Jay Foster. You can follow me on Twitter at JayTheGoalie. I have been tweeting mostly about World Championships because that's happening at the minute. Uh, my Team GB boys are not doing very well, but if you want to get some insight into, you know, hockey on this side of the pond, you know, give me a follow over there. You can follow this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Again, there's a little bit of CBJ World Championships news on there, because the Blue Jackets boys keep scoring on, again, my Team GB boys. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow... Make sure you stay locked on.